King Kong, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. Season 7, episode 45. Wales Comic Con's Jane Milner and MCon's Lee Wallace. Right then, everybody, welcome along to Talking Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. My name is Leonard Sultana. I really appreciate you coming along and watching our show on a Wednesday evening. Um, we have got ourselves some last-minute guests. Um, this is a very last-minute organized stream. Uh, but I'm really grateful that the, uh, the gentlemen that are joining us um, have decided to take time out of their evening to come along and uh, say hi. Uh, indeed, uh, Lee has turned around and said that he's already had the, uh, the lightning storm already in his neck of the woods. Uh, Into the Blue Mystery is saying, good afternoon, folks. Uh, thunderbolts and lightning, very, very frightening in South of Wales. Uh, yes, I understand it's, uh, it's, it's, it feels like it needs a storm. And I don't just mean out and about. It, I think just generally. It just feels that we could do with a bit of release and a bit of a storm just to clear the air. And um, I think I've got two guys who are kind of gently nodding their head going, yeah. It's yeah. stormy out. It's going to be tonight, I think, looking at it here in yeah. North Wales. So. Fair enough. Uh, we have ourselves Lee Wallace, uh, who's the organizer of uh, MCOM, and also we've got Jane Milner, who's the organizer and creator of Wales Comic Con. Hello there, chaps. How the devil are you? Evening. Good evening. Evening. Tired. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, when I spoke to you about, I mean, certainly Lee, we had a chat, and I spoke to you about um, four decades ago, which was about two and a half months. Um, it felt like it, it felt. It felt like <laughs> felt like four days. It felt like decades. This has just been the oddest year, and I can imagine for you guys as well as um, people have been trying to put on conventions or were, were wanting to organise conventions for the summer. I can imagine for yourselves, it's been the most bizarre and frustrating year. Um, I think. Well, first thing, first thing I but, but for me, I don't know. Have you guys ever seen uh, the, the TV show Life on Mars? Yeah. Yeah. It really feels like I know that I'm in a dream, but I just can't wake up. <laughs> That's what it feels like for me. It's just kind of like, a, yeah, I know this is going on, but can't do anything about it. So, yeah. Yeah, it's been tough. It's, um, it's very different times right now. You know, we're still going through everything, reviewing everything. I know Lee's obviously postponed. Um, what was going on until next year it's just crazy it really is and everything is up in the air and you're taking it day by day right now um, it really really is and it's a struggle for everyone um, everything is still you know constantly review um, and it, it's just so bizarre it really really is um, I don't want to go yeah. off on a tangent already but it's, it's yeah. you know everything is just it's so different right now I'll tell you how different it is. It's not a cup of tea. It's a pint of cider. And I know, I know, I know that James got his drink to hand as well. Lee, I don't know what your what what cans have you got to hand? Um, they're uh, lemonade. Lemonade. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> yeah. No, I've got um, I've got a shandy because I'm a lightweight, terrible at drinking. I don't very rarely drink, but 
uh, my anxiety is terrible when I go on these online things. So uh, sorry if I sorry Don't if I bail worry. on everyone. Um, but I just wanted to come on. I spoke to you earlier, Leonard, about things. Um, I spoke to you a bit earlier as well, Lee, about it. It's just so different right now and so difficult. Yeah. And well, I'll tell you what, wanna, kinda... well, just to introduce you to audience, perhaps maybe in the states who don't know who you are and what um, Wells uh, Comic Con, especially with the way that you've uh, introduced Telford into the mix. I mean, we'll give you both a couple of minutes to kind of introduce yourself and explain what you were wanting, planning for this year and how those plans have changed. I mean, we'll start with you. Go for it. I mean, you're, you're on a roll, Jane. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been, for those that don't know, I've been doing the Wells Comic Con for 12 years, I think it is now. Oh, you full screen me. That's even more embarrassing. Oh, yes. Good oh, well, okay, no, okay, fair enough. We'll uh, take it back. Take it, get us all here. We're a group now. It's fair enough. Round the table. Fair enough. You can't pick your nose on this one. And um, yeah, I've been doing this for twelve years or so. Uh, we started in Wrexham, where I'm based. Uh, we did it in a university there for a great number of years, and then it just grew and grew and grew and grew from what was a one-day show once a year to a full weekend show twice a year in this you know uh, what is essentially a small market town and then we took the jump last year to Telford just over the border and it just kind of outgrew where we were previously so we went to this new arena it was fantastic um, we loved it everything about it was as I said to you earlier the reference I used was like the Wizard of Oz you know going from black and white to color and the difficulties it was like wow this is how it should be and it was an amazing opportunity, which I think we took with both hands and, and said to them, we want to make this another destination event. I think the lineup was fantastic. Um, and then we went into the spring. Obviously, that got postponed with all the issues that um, started to arise with the pandemic. Uh, we currently still have August contracted with the venue. We are constantly reviewing that. I know, obviously, we're in discussions with our team all the time. Uh, it's a little difficult to get in touch um, with everyone right now because the venue have people on furlough, we have our team on furlough, everything like that. So it's it's a very slow process to kind of go through the updates. Even the agents in America, they're all on furlough, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. So many of them are also working from home now. So everything is a slow process, but as of this moment in time, all this is still contracted. And we can just react to what is, is told to us. It comes down from the government to city councils. City councils then filter it out to, you know, the various persons and people in charge of everything going on at the, within their vicinity. And the Telford venue is, is still listing it as is. So uh, Do you, do you find yourself through. tuning in with it? Because I've got BBC News on alerts on my phone mm. so that when the, um, li the daily briefing goes live, uh, I get a notification that it's going live. I'm finding myself, I am watching those on a daily basis. I am I am not one of these people who, okay, some of the restrictions are being lifted. Let's, we are now back to normal. We beat COVID, you know, didn't you hear? Um, you know, it's just, I'm, I'm keeping a really close eye on it. Um, Lee, I mean, I don't know what, because um, your situation is slightly different in that you're, um, event ha you have postponed it till next year so well the, a well, little bit of that pressure it's now moved on to next year's event so i mean do you want to give a bit well, of a background to yourself you, you say that there's always pressure because <laughs> there's, you know external uh, elements to uh, running events and you and i and, and jamie more so knows knows well about the physics 
extended experience. Um, you've, you've, you've got the, um, you've always got the sort of like element of um, people second guessing as well. That, that's 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 a big issue, um, and it's 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 not just sort of like fans; it's other parts of the industry, and you know, um, like Jamie mentioned about agents and stuff. I haven't even been able to get in touch with a couple of agents because they're just not working. That's it. They're they're down tools, and they will pick the stuff back up when they come back in. So it's not always as simple and as easy as everybody thinks because it really really isn't i mean you're saying you know there's less pressure on us now reality of it was we didn't know just like everybody else what was going to happen um when we actually originally postponed to july because our venue turned around and said we don't know what's happening so you can't do it in may no chance it's going to go on in may but there's a small, similar, uh, small chance I might be able to do it in July. And I was like, I, I actually turned around and said, to be honest, I prefer you to give me a date in October. And they come back and said, no, 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 no chance. Got hockey season starting. You've got absolutely zero chance of that. So we picked a date in July. And then, uh, I'm not even joking, actually, it was like two days after we'd posted and, and put everything out on social media. This was going to be the new date. The, uh, the venue called us back and said, oh, we've got that date in October now, if you want. So <laughs> it was like, no, that's that's not going to happen. I'm not going to move it once and then just turn around to everybody and say, actually, we're going to move it again. Um, and then uh, a few things happened and um, obviously the travel ban happened as well. And we looked at it and we thought, do you know what? It's a huge, huge financial risk for me to put on an event that I don't even know that will happen. And in fact, that is reality of something that's sort of like early May. I mean, we're, we're past May now, and obviously it was a good choice. Um, so I just said, you know what? We'll book everybody in for, for next year. We'll look at next year and we'll, we'll move it to next year if the venue are happy with that. But what people, this is, this is another thing that, you know, Jane will back me up on that's got to be okayed by loads of people before you even get to that stage. You've got venues, you've got like attractions that you've hired in. You've got, you've got loads of stuff. You've got hotels that you've booked. You've got even down to tables and chairs. It's like, there's a long, long list that you have to go to. And sometimes people oversimplify, oh, they just run a convention. No, yeah. there is thousands and thousands of things that you've got to organize and do. And this is why these events take a year to plan. It's not just a case of going, oh, it's done, because it's just not. And, you know, again, Jamie will back me up on this, because it isn't. It's days and days of pulling your hair out. Um, and I, I think when it's come to the COVID, it's kind of like, for me, it's been of a bit of a, a, um, a reality check, actually, because for the last six, seven years, I've got into that routine of doing the same thing day in day out doing the same thing and then it's kind of like well actually this has come come at a good time for me because it's given me a little bit of a break as well and i i think as an organizer that's helped a little bit but yeah i i just want to emphasize the fact that it's not as easy and not as simple and not as oh just you know the putting on an event as, as people may think 
I can imagine. <laughs> I mean, obviously, there's there's pressures being an organizer, not only from the front end when it comes to the uh, the attendees, uh, but also from the back end behind the the curtain, as it were. So you've got the agents and the venues. When it comes to the pair of you, what have been the pros? Well, yeah, we'll sit with the pros. What have been the positives of the what the situation has been over the last couple of months in terms of agents that have been really forthcoming, talent that have been really forthcoming, venues that have been willing to help and work with you? How how's that been for the pair of you, or is it all one of those kind of like herding sheep up, up a hill kind of thing? I'll, I'll uh, let Jamie take that. <laughs> I think uh, when when it started, it, it took everyone by surprise, and and nobody really. I know, we still don't, you know, honestly, know where it's going and how long this will last. Is the golden rule of it? But I think one of the main things that I've really found is that I appreciate those relationships that I've cultivated with agents and guests vendors and sponsors and stuff the venue is a little different for us because it's so new yeah. i think i mentioned this before to you is with the university you know i had been there so long it was very much very casual very easy um you know i could just literally hang out and, and, and speak with these people very freely um but now we're we're, we're starting a new relationship you know um and it's certainly interesting that way to see the different ways of working from people in different venues. Um, but massively, since this has started, the the biggest positive has been the people willing to help and support you because this is so difficult and so tough across so many industries. I know tourism is getting really, really damaged and battered right now because people can't go out. They haven't been able to go out until recently in the UK, certainly. And again, England is different to Wales, um, you know, and Scotland, I believe. So, you know, there's things like that which we've got to take into account. But it's it's certainly, yeah, those, those relationships and the people that have come forth and been really positive. And it's, it's trying to make the best of a, a real bad situation. You know, we've done the live events, the virtual events, and, and started trying to raise some funds for charity. And that's just a couple of my guys, because they're stuck at home doing nothing, you know, as well. And they want to do something good, but it also it helps keep us, you know, out there and such, if you will. And it's also, again, starting new relationships, because we've met other people through, like Weta Workshop and, and actors that we wouldn't normally be able to work with, like Seth Green, who's never done any events really over this side of the pond that I'm aware of and, and we managed to get them on the show so you're trying to look at the positives out of it yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of negative but you've just got to take every day as it comes and 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 really try and you've really just got to try and it sounds so cheesy but you've got to try and stay positive right now um it is so difficult for everyone and that is top to bottom across the entire world there's so much going on yeah. um I don't want to you know get into a whole political debate about things because everyone is aware of what is going on but yeah, in our industry, it's real tough. Some people got some shows in early in the year. We're very lucky, and some fans got to go to that, and that's great. And then it literally was like a pipe bomb, and that was it. Everything just stopped in its tracks, really. And again, as Lee was, I think it was July. Did you rescheduled to July, I think it was? Yeah, we, we yeah. rescheduled to July, yeah. And so it was July, and then obviously we're in August. And it's just, 
you don't know how far it's going to go. People have obviously rescheduled to September, October, November. The shows around the world which are changing again that are rescheduled. So, you know, it, it, it's real difficult right now. But Sorry to go off on a tangent, but those, no, no, at all. those relationships with people I've appreciated and found I've appreciated more because the, the, the true ones support you through, through it all. They really do. Fair enough. Uh, for Lee... Uh, I mean, absolutely echo what Jamie's just said. To be honest, uh, no, 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 no different to what Jamie said. You know, it does make you appreciate um, all the all the relationships that you've made in the industry, and and, and not just that. I mean, I've I've had literally hundreds as Jamie. Uh, you know, I know Jamie has as well. Hundreds and hundreds of messages of support, and if there's anything I can do, and you know, these these a lot of the time. To us, strangers, because you know it's just a face you see in the crowd that's just smiling and having a good time at an event. Um, we don't know these pers people personally, but then yeah. when you get a message, well, I had a message today. I don't know if you, you saw a, a I did indeed, I, yeah. I had a message today, and it literally brought me to limit knees. I was just like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't read this anymore. It was, it was really emotional. It was lovely. But that's well, I mean, that, that that wasn't even <laughs> just. Uh, that even wasn't just a message of support. That was a real kind of, this is the impact that you've had on my life. That was yeah. that was something else. But, you know, this, this is what I mean. When you when you get in stuff like that, when you get in emails coming in saying, I understand why you've, you've done this, you know, thanks for putting us first and our health and safety and stuff first. Because, you know, when it all kicked off, like Jamie said, we didn't we didn't really know what was going to happen. We we didn't know, you know, and we didn't know what the government was going to suggest or or put into place or anything like that. So a lot of people kind of had to had to sit back, and we are one of them that had to sit back and go, let's wait and see what happens first, rather than making rash, rash you know decisions. So I think um, I think everything in the end will work out, you know. But sure. let's. Fingers crossed, that's all we can do. <laughs> um, guys, if you're watching this, um, do jump in with any questions that you have for Jamie and Lee. Uh, we do have ourselves uh, our first comment that's got, well, first related to the comment uh, question, uh, to the conversation comment. This is for Jamie. Um, I hadn't even thought of the consequences of the Wales uh, Comic Con being held in England where there are two separate sets of restrictions. What a nightmare. So uh, that's it from Into the Blue Mister. Um, I think. It's been interesting to see the reactions to um, cancellations and to uh, postponements and to announcements that have come out from uh, both yourself and also from other, uh, from other conventions as well. And it's been a real kind of split between those that understand that this is unprecedented times and you are dancing on a pinhead like the rest of us. And then there's a real sense of a bunch of entitled community that just feels that they have been shortchanged and you've deliberately stuck the boot in, which I just don't understand. I don't get that mentality. Um, I mean, I can imagine that it's been frustrating for the pair of you to see those comments come in when you're still trying to organize something of positivity for the, the fans. Um, Lee, I mean, I don't know what your take on um, that kind I, of reaction has been. I, I, in all honesty, um, 
probably can't say what I want to say. Um, and <laughs> the, fact, the fact of the matter is, me and Jamie every year put our, our lives online in the sense that anything can go wrong. And people don't realise that. You know, we risk everything every year to put on a show. Um, and then you get people going, oh, and it's like, hold on a minute, you know, we don't, we don't bend your arm behind your back to go and buy yeah. a ticket. We, basically, you buy a ticket because you want to attend that event. And we want you to attend that event. We want you to have a great time. Otherwise, we wouldn't, we wouldn't even do it. Believe me, you know, there's, there's <laughs> people don't realize how much you do sort of like put into an event, risk for the event and then you don't get a lot out of it anyway so it's it's i don't know i suppose in in, in the end it's kind of like a love a love hate thing but um I'd, I'd love somebody to experience the the panic attacks the anxiety the reoccurring nightmares that happen all the time running up to uh, an event um and i'm not you know it's like don't get your fiddles out i'm, I'm not saying this was you know, to get sympathy, but that is the reality of running events. Um, yeah. And it does, you know, I mean, I think I read an article that said um, uh, event planner is the fourth most stressful job in the world. And yeah, it bloody is. I've, I've, I've done high, high end photography shoots at the BBC and people, Paul McCartney and stuff like that. But I'm telling you now, it's nothing to running an event, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, people are passionate about it so that's why they feel entitled and i get that and that's why you know people like uh, myself and jamie sit here and you know we take it we probably yeah. learn about it to ourselves a little bit but we take it because we understand that but it's part and parcel of doing the job so yeah yeah that's, i mean that's we, we, where I stand anyway we, we've had a couple of um i've thrown a couple of messages up already because we do have somebody um who's also experienced in putting on events and that's uh, shane chebsey uh, but who's behind uh, events like um, ICE. He's also behind um, the Comic Slopey event in Shrewsbury. And he's saying, Shane, totally agree with Lee. Um, and uh, you may have seen those messages as well, uh, Jamie, the uh, uh, the words of support. Move for Telford was a good one, ideal for your event. Hope it works out. Um, for yourself then, I mean, Jamie, do you, I mean, he, he, he also mentions as well that thankfully the entitled fans who don't understand are in the minority. Uh, do you, um, Jamie, see and recognise that there are more people supporting you than there are knocking you? Because um, it's just those that have an axe to grind find themselves screaming about the loudest. I think, first of all, it depends where you look online. <laughs> Good point. Um, you know, there's... Um, yeah, the, you'll always see people, if anyone's got an issue or anything negative to say, generally you'll find it is always shouted for one of their word the loudest online these days. It's always the case. If someone has a positive experience, they don't go and praise it as much as someone with a negative one. That's generally how it works with human behavior and interaction online. Um, it's been such a difficult process. And again, so many different shows are reacting differently as well to how... They go about it you know what is happening are they going to postpone are they going to cancel completely are they going to try and go ahead i think there was a show in florida last weekend that tried to go ahead or did go ahead you know the, 
it's it's completely different and individual to each organizer and, and what they've got going on really that's the reality of it it's a little bit different for us this time again as we alluded to earlier we've moved from the venue it's all very different there the way of working the way of getting to know things and then when we came out with the april show postponed we said well rather than just cancel and said hey what do you want do you want a refund do you want an exchange do you want a transfer do you want an upgrade you know what do you want to do we're going to do this all and get everything sorted manually and a way given the option we thought was great because it gave people that the option to do what they wanted to do rather than refund a ticket and then faff around getting new and all this so we looked at it in that aspect, but now months on after we've had to, you know, furlough the staff and things like that, and you're doing things manually at home yourself and going through it, it kind of, as you say, made a rod for our own back in reality because it increased the workload tenfold. Um, do I appreciate people's patience right now? Yeah, massively. I think everyone should because you don't know everyone's situation at home either. You know, we talk about people as organizers and the situations we've got, but everyone is reacting differently. I've got things, you know, my family, I spoke again to you earlier about it, you know, with my family, what they're going through, it's, it's, it's very difficult. What I go through, Lee's got things he goes through. I'm sure everyone has got everything they react to. So, yeah, people say about, you know, fan entitlement, things like that. It's, again, it's what Lee's just mentioned. It's the passion about this industry. And I think... In a way, it has lost its way a little bit. You know, this this industry is built upon a hobby and a yep. love for meeting these people, interacting with other people, not just celebrities and autographs. You know, comics, art, cosplay, gaming, whether it's video or tabletop. You know, music to an extent in some places as well. It's it's all sorts of things. And if you want to like one aspect of it, if you want to like every aspect or some aspects of it. That's down to you and how you choose to do it. But it, it just comes down to that passion, and it, it's up to us to manage those expectations, really. And do I think we've handled this in the best way possible? No, because things have hampered us in the way, whether it's our personal lives that have gone in the way of things, whether it's other issues that have gone in the way of things. No, we haven't handled this the best way at all. In terms of customer service, no, because we, we've always struggled with that aspect. We invested in some software. And we found an issue with that, sadly. So you've got to go back to the table and look at it and address it and review things, you know. So there's a lot that it's all down to the individual as an organizer and as an event, of course. But it's, it's, it is difficult. And as I say, we're going into this one now and we're speaking to guests and agents again when we can. And one phoned me up last week and I said, look, we've got August that is still listed. But whether you think that's feasible you let me know because we've now had the quarantine introduced you know that hasn't been here since we moved so that's something that we've said to the venue you know is this going to cause an issue well yeah potentially but then five days time that could vanish you don't know it's, it's very much a reactive time right now sure as uh, much I mean, as we plan and be proactive sorry no no carry on as much as this is a proactive business and you plan so far ahead you know, we've got dates that we spoke to guests about for next year. But right now, right in the thick of it, it is so reactive. And, you know, you're reacting from everything from top to bottom, whether it's an email online, whether it's something you've seen on social media, 
uh, whether it's first down, third down, whatever it may be. And you can only do what's in the best interest of your fans at the end of the day, the attendees and everyone else, because safety is paramount for everyone. And it's all about doing that and making it a good experience for the fans, the guests, the vendors, the sponsors, the venue, the clerks on the parking, the local public, who obviously got to interact as well whilst the event's going on in their town or city, everything as a whole. Because if they have a positive experience, everyone will be wanting to come back and do more sure. with you. And that's sure. why I think we've, again, and Leo find the same, you, you cultivate these relationships that you find are positive experiences. And David Tennant hadn't done a show, I think, since London in the UK, a few years back when they had that reunion. Certainly hadn't done a show for a long time before then. We just had him do two shows in 12 months. So it kind of speaks volumes in that way, but do I think fans are entitled in that sense? It's difficult, but, you know, I think the passion needs to be found again and, and the love in this industry needs to be found. I think it's lost its way to an extent yeah. through various means coming in and out of it. But I think there's a huge amount of drive and, and community which it needs to just come together again. And, you know, there was a thing at the start of the year, you know, that tragedy with um, Caroline Flack and everyone said, you know, be kind. And I think people just need to remember that as well because yeah. there's a lot of difficult things that, all of us not just us three here everyone at home you know is going through right now and just sit back yeah. and you know take a step before you, you type something online or, or say something to another person it's just just be kind to each other and we all talk you know sure well i mean i think that i think that's a big misconception of um attendees um and that there isn't a community of the organizers as well that are all banding together to try and do what they can to put these events on and i think a lot of um attendees seem to think that there is this kind of insular kind of these groups you know like I say we've got two organizers here they, they talk to each other they um have worked together before uh, we've got shane who's um jumping in and he's mentioned he's He's someone who works with other conventions. And I think that's a misconception that there is this kind of tribalism uh, that's up in uh, conventions. Um, Lee, I mean, what would you say is, from the communication that you see online, the biggest misconception um, for an attendee or when it comes to actually organizing a show? That it's easy. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> It is. I mean, on, honestly, I mean, over the last uh, seven years, I've seen um, various people that have come to shows, introduced themselves and said, hi, uh, blah, 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 I'm going to do this. I was like, okay, good luck. Yeah, shut their hand and, you know, wished them well and off they've gone and they've done maybe one or two smaller events and then realized actually the reality of, of everything. And but it, it's 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 not it's not just that. If anything negative is going on in the industry, we all talk about it. Whether yeah. it be um, something bad that's gone on at a show, or somebody that's you know one of the guests that's not been you know very well received, or anything, we all talk about it. Let's not get away from that. There's stuff. I mean, you know, me and Jamie had a chat, what was it, like three, two weeks ago? We was on the phone for like two and a half hours. I don't, I, 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 I'm not surprised by that. Knowing the I can't remember, I fell asleep. 
<laughs> but yeah, he does that about England all the time. <laughs> lock down this, lock down that. Well, and then I just tell him about all this hair that I've managed to grow. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, let, let, let's not get away from any, you know, um, misconceptions. It is a tough industry to work in. It's a, a tough thing to do as an event organizer. But, you know, we love it. And that's why we keep on doing it every year. Um, you know, um, the very first event I went to was Jamie's. Uh, that's because, uh, you know, Danny, Danny John Jewell said to me, come down, I'm doing an event. You've never been to a comic con? What, what, are you crazy? You know, come to an event. And I turned up at Jamie, uh, at Jamie's event in Wrexham and there's like 3,000 people queued up outside my car. And I'm like, oh, okay, there might be something. There might be something to this. So, you know, um, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? At the end of the day, it's... Um, I suppose uh, I suppose we, you can have a doctor on here ne next week, Leonard. <laughs> He'll be telling you how his job is. So um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, let, let's let's go through a couple of comments. I mean, most it's um, Andrew Dickinson and Andrew English who's uh, jumping in with the uh, vast majority. Uh, I mean, Andrew uh, is saying a thin line between hobby, passion, obsession. The further you get away from the norm, the greater the commitment, distrust. It, mm, okay, I, I I'm not entirely sure I agree with that, but. I think I know where you're coming from on that one. Um, I, I, Andrew, I think I actually agree with part of that. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. No, no, no go for it. I, I, I agree with the, the, the first bit. I think there is a thin line between hobby, passion, and obsession. Um, I really do. Um, I don't tend to you no. know, agree with the rest of it. But Fair enough. Uh, Andrew Dickinson again. Is it a case of everyone being spoilt for the last few years? Um. I don't know, because... Oh, okay. Careful, that could turn into repetitive strain really easy. Just watch yourself. The bobblehead. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think so. And, you know, uh, Jamie is a good example of that. He puts on fantastic shows. He has absolutely, you know, top-draw guests. And I think that there is probably an argument to say that people have been a little bit, you know, spoiled. Um, this is what happens when you bend over backwards for him, I suppose. Um, Shane Chepsey. Uh, uh, sorry, Lily. I think the difficulty is the pure volume that it got to at one point of events that were taking place in a calendar year. And that's from, again, from top to bottom, from your biggest events to your small local ones. The calendar was absolutely stacked. And I remember when I started... I think it was 2007 that I had the idea about it, and 2008, when, well, 2008, big part of it was when we implemented it. And back then, it was, I think it was memorabilia and London, and they were just twice each. And then I think, because Manchester GMEX was the first show I went to for Showmasters, that was the first event I'd ever attended. Uh, I'd seen an advert in SFX, and it was like Lord of the Rings, you know, John Reese davis was the first guest I'd ever met. So to have him welcome him into my show was a, was a fantastic moment for me emotionally. But back then, you know, you're talking four destination events in reality, and then, you know, a couple of other ones. And then we started, and, you know, we were not a, a calendar event at all. We, we had like 130 people through the door for the first show. 
so you know it's one of those things but now you, you've just become so huge for us for a country the size that we are we have a calendar that rivals you know canada america almost it's crazy in that yeah. essence so do i think we've been spoiled in that way yeah i think it but it's also diluted the market because then people go if there's three shows with three different guests you want to meet that's three sets of travel you've got to pay for three sets of hotels you might may or may not have to pay for and you know expenses whilst you're there kind of thing so it's difficult and that's why people said to us why don't you ever do a new show somewhere else or anything like that in all the years that we've been doing it we didn't want to we did two shows in Wrexham because it fulfilled the needs of people and we made them shows that were hard to resist you know great yeah. lineup great atmosphere great panels great activities and just come and be there for twice a year just do that you know anything more we just have diluted our own product so you know is there still room to move and put other events on yeah i think so but i do think it got to the point where we were just getting absolutely spoiled for choice in the end really for just the sheer volume fair enough um shane is coming shame is shane oh go on go on go on go on I just, I just want to agree with Jamie because we kind of proved that and with our own shows because we were running smaller shows around the country um, and we, 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 we just stopped that because we, we found exactly what Jamie just said. It was diluting our own product uh, and now we just concentrate on the one show in Nottingham and make that as big and as good as we can. And yeah, just, just to basically uh, repeat and emphasize what Jamie just said, if, if there is lots and lots and lots and you're putting stuff on all over the place it does dilute your product so yeah i just wanted to agree with jamie with that fair enough uh, like i say i mean someone that um, we could have had on the show but he said that he's got a band zoom meeting later uh, <laughs> of course lead singer of um um uh, cosmic rays uh, shane chebsey uh, he does he has made a couple of great comments uh, biggest misconception is that they think we're in it for the money there are easier ways to make money we're in it for the love uh, so there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm watching the faces of Lee and Jane there. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you giving it the best you can. Um, so we'll do this one real quick, um, and then I want to get into uh, very quickly the virtual Comic Cons, and then we'll also look at the future and what we can expect possibly next year. So Lucius Meg is asking this question: Do you think the oversaturation of cons makes it impossible? for any smaller con or any new con to reach the popularity like a Wales Comic Con or a San Diego Comic Con, something that can break through. Is there, have the conventions that are currently in place cornered the market? If, uh, I think that's what Solicitor Smeg is kind of saying. Um, I don't think so, because uh, personally, I think every event you go to has got its, you know, it's, it's like a personal, it's got its own character. It's you know um, it's, it's got elements that make that show that are unique to that show. So you know what what Jamie does is what is different to what I do. What I do is different to what Jamie does. If I go to say a, a, an MCM show, um, I know that that's going to be different to to what I do and to what happens at uh, Wells Comic Con. So I don't know about that. Um, you know when we started, we didn't expect you know 500 people and we ended up with 10,000 people viewed up outside so i don't know that's that i suppose there's lots of elements to answering that question <laughs> mm. 
Fair enough. Um, in that case, we'll move on to uh, virtual cons because that does seem to be the state of play for 2020. Um, I think, I mean, when I, I've spoken to uh, the pair of you uh, and we, would talk, we have been talking about um, what we can hope for for the rest of this year, and it is looking as the summer goes on that 2020 is, for live events, a little bit of a, a wash, certainly in the summer period. Um, Jamie, full hopes and fingers crossed that so that Telford goes ahead and uh, that the restrictions are lifted for you to to go ahead. But virtual Comic Cons have um, certainly become the, the the talking point of the year as a substitute to some degree. And you've done an amazing job with your, the Twitch streams that you've done, Jamie. Uh, can you kind of quickly talk Thank to you. us about how those came about and what the the kind of motivations to putting those shows on? Yeah, it started in honesty from one guy, and that was Anthony Head. And he phoned me up and was literally just to see if I was okay with everything going on. He was obviously aware of what happened with the show, uh, moving from April. And it was just just checking in. And I'm notorious at the moment for terribly not answering my phone, ignoring calls because of my anxiety and things like that. But he texted me and then he called, and we had a chat way back when. And he said, is there anything we could do in this essence? And we spoke about a couple of different ideas. We've got a couple of projects we're working on already before that. And I said, well, we could do something online, you know. And he said, well, cool. Let's just do you and me talking. And, you know, went from there. And I said, well, because I'm a big gamer, so I'm aware of what Twitch was before. A lot of people, I think, were quite new to it. In that essence, you know, it's more, I guess, all our audiences look at, like, Facebook Live and things like that. So... It was, it was difficult in that essence to explain, you know, you can just click the link and view it. it it's there. You don't have to do anything. You have to install anything. Just view it. But, yeah, it went from that, from us just having a chat and hanging out. Because, you know, he's got an audience, obviously, um, which it would have reached to. And then it went from, hey, let's, you know, do it as like a live event to charge fans and do that. And it went from that to, well, why don't we raise some funds for the NHS? Because right now you know back then and, and still now they were getting absolutely hammered um we had to do some locking into it and different things like that you can't just obviously go out there and support the nhs there's nhs charities together which covers the umbrella of charities which support all the different aspects and areas of the nhs so there's that and then we looked into it and got people involved and it just kind of snowballed really in honesty and i spoke to Another friend, Paul Amos, uh, I don't know if anyone's seen the series, he's in Lost Girl and Assassin's Creed and various other things, and him and a bunch of other people were doing a show online over in America and Canada. About the same time, it kind of landed, and they've done a fantastic one with that. It's called HomeCon, so check that out. And, you know, we were bouncing things over each other, and he was giving me tips, and he came on, you know, as part of our video game panel. And again, it just snowballed from that, and idea to idea to idea, and, and a couple of the guys... It doesn't take a lot to kind of get it going, just obviously conversations. And then I had like four or five of the crew that basically hosted it. You know, they were at home. One of the guys was in Sweden. You know, we were referring it back. One of my friends was in Sweden hosting it through one of his servers. It bounced back here. And that was it. We got the, the two of the guys that host for us to do the hosting each every other panel almost. And away we went with the mixer. We're still waiting for details of it. Twitch is very different when you sign up. 
in terms of payouts, we believe it's in the area of about two and a half thousand, maybe more, for the first event alone. So we're hoping after the second one that's going to go even higher than what we've raised for the NHS. Um, but it's very different on the payouts. They do it afterwards after a certain amount of time. I think it was like 60 or 90 days. But also it varies if people either subscribed and paid with a, with a card or if they use the Amazon Prime. So we're still trying to get the variables of that out there. Um, yeah, there's other options going forward. We're looking at, you know, potential merchandise, things like that. And I've seen a lot of events doing it and charging money for these one-to-one -one calls and everything like that. And autograph that services. was exactly where I was, that was where I was going to go next. Now, I get it that people want that and they want this, like, you know, they want this, I don't want to say this fix, it sounds terrible, but, you know, they're missing these events, that interaction, that celebrity sort of being kind of thing. And I get it. I don't wholly agree with the pricing of many of them. And I still stick by the fact that we're raising money for charity. And I think that's the right thing to do right now, the way the world is, than just charging for money's sake, if you will. But I don't know their situations individually as events and organizers. So I can't really comment too much further than that. You know, it's 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 down to them how they want to operate and how the guests interact because not everyone feels comfortable doing it. You know, yeah. we were looking to do a tortured one, and I spoke to to Bern Gorman about it, and he doesn't feel comfortable doing the virtual thing. So we're looking at you know doing other options with him, and there's a lot of different options we got working in the background. Uh, the team I know are working on some private signings with people. One is a huge name. Uh, for nostalgia purposes, which I can't say right now, but it's a huge one from a TV show back in the 60s, 70s, I think it was. Uh, there's a couple of rarities, like a couple of rare Star Wars people that we're working on. Um, but it's difficult, you know, with everything going on and, you know, the negativity about it. And again, it reverts back to the whole issues of transferring from April to August uh, with the refund side of it. You know, the rod that we created for that aspect, because we're still dealing with a couple of people there that's missed out. And then again, the whole, you know, about what is going to happen about August, because we simply don't know now, and we're yeah. in that reactive state, whereas it's it's down to the decision of the government and the council and to the venue, so you're literally living in a reactive state day to day right now. Yeah. We'd love to I mean, do I, 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 think it, I, think, I think it's, I mean, I'm going to bring Lee into this one, because, uh, I mean, Lee, you, as part of MCON, you haven't done any virtual uh, events yet. Uh, I know that you were thinking about doing something online uh, when we spoke uh, a, a couple of months ago. Uh, it was something that was on the burner. It was something that you were thinking about. This is an interesting time. And, Jane, like you say, it's, it's all about being a, in an interesting time, which changes from day to day. We're in that period right now where the restrictions are being lifted. Over the last couple of months, you had effectively a captive audience that were in the house, that were watching and enjoying virtual cons, uh, panels, Q&As, and v uh, online content. But we're now having the, um, the audience leaving the house, going to work, and getting, trying to get back into some kind of normality. Um, I guess, guess the question is then, where a virtual con, whereas we can't gather in groups, but we're st starting to be a little bit more freedom. I'm trying to work out where we are in the virtual con landscape because it is difficult to get a group, somebody's attention and hold it for that length of time for a, a kind of a virtual con. Uh, Lee, has there been anything that you've seen that could work for that temporary fix while we wait for 
groups in real life to come together. Is there anything that you've seen that has kind of worked? Absolutely. Yeah. Jamie's online uh, Q&A sessions. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> hey, you asked for an honest, uh, an honest answer. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there you go. Um, they, they worked. Jamie's done a great job with that. Um, you mentioned that we were going to do it. And yeah, we were. And then literally kind of like, uh, it was like two days after we spoke about that. Then I was like, Okay, Jamie's doing it. So <laughs> that, that was that was literally the re reality of it. So we, we just we just didn't do it. I mean, we'd um, contacted a lot of agents and stuff, and spoke to a lot of guests, and uh, then I, I spent an hour going back round saying mm, we're not we're not going to do that. We're just going to carry on with what what we're doing, and we still might do the odd uh, stream. I mean. Oh, no, uh, up until last year, I think me and, me and Tony were doing live streams every every other week at one yeah. point. And, um, it, 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 we was getting something like 35,000 uh, reach on some of our live streams, and it was and they were unique visitors to what we was doing. So, um, you know, they they worked. And we, you know, obviously Tony's in Spain, living in Spain now, so. Um, and just coming back to the event. So that's still something that we've done. We did one, what, two weeks ago. Um, so so they they still happen, the Empire Lives. But if, if you're asking me what I've seen that actually works, then yeah, bang on, Jamie. Jamie's stuff works. So if Jamie's going to do more of that, my, my, my recommendation would be for everybody to go and watch them, you know. Fair um, enough. What a, you know, what a worthwhile cause as well. So Yeah. Uh, Jane, if I could just ask um, the one question about the live streams, why why was Twitch the platform that you decided to ultimately go with? Purely because I knew it, and yeah. you know, me and my friends that uh, I speak to on a daily basis, we, you know, hang out online and play video games. It's a big passion of mine, a big hobby of mine. And I just knew it. I knew it pretty, you know, inside out, and we just felt comfortable with it. So. We invested in the OBS software to run that, and then, as I said, a friend of mine's already got servers, and that was it. Really, it was very, it was very simplistic in terms of that option. The real difficult part was was trying to find the direction and and how to plan it out because I've seen, you know, like Wizard World's doing more like a panel kind of every other night kind of thing, um, whereas we wanted to create, in a way, that event feel and have a schedule for a weekend and be like, I've got to be there because it's starting now. Doors are opening, you know. I've got to get there for, for 3 p.m., I think it was, that we started each day. And um, th that, that's really it, to be honest. That's why um, we just felt comfortable with it. And I don't think, I, I, I don't ever think for a second that it was going to replace, because I did get that question, you know, will it replace actual events? No, I don't think yeah. so. But I do think it's shown there's a place for it. Um, and I think people might incorporate it now more at shows. You know, if a guest can't make it, what's to stop you saying, oh, we're going to have a panel in this room or we're going to have like a live stream room over here now. It gives you more content and more, you know, to offer the fans in that sense, especially guest cancellations. I've seen people announcing stuff like that now around the world and saying they do panels in their place. So it gives a lot of option in that way, yeah. which is which is great, I think. Is it? You know the huge money maker that people are saying for for the guests that take part in it. No, but then at the same time you're not asking them to fly halfway around the world 
and commit four or five days out of their time to do it. They're sat in their living room in, you know, nice tops and quite possibly pajama bottoms. Um, but it's a very different world. It's not for everyone at all. You know, not everyone's into it. I get that. Um, yeah. But I, I'm, you know, I'm already on. I, I've been really enjoying a lot of things on Twitch. I really hope people do get to have a look around it. I've been watching some musicians on there. Uh, you know, artists do live paintings and stuff like that. There's, I know there was a, um, a Transformers artist I caught on there the other day. He was doing some stuff. Um, so there's, there's so much. It's not just gaming as such. So you can tune into a lot of things. And I think during the lockdown, I've, I've really found a lot of um, great spaces just to, to hang out, really. Don't get me started, man. Uh, we, I mean, we've mentioned about this on the show before. <laughs> the fact that, I mean, before lockdown, uh, that we were everyone was talking about the streaming wars, the various streaming platforms, Amazon, Netflix, yada, yada, yada. It's YouTube channels now for me. I'm The amount of really? my, my subscriptions on YouTube has just gone through the, the roof. I'm just... Really? Yeah. Wow, yeah. Okay. I don't know what it is. Yeah. There we go. Um, Oh, Ashley Mansfield's join, joining us. Uh, MCon Live needs to happen. There you go. Uh, the, you've been told. You've been informed that it needs to come back. Uh, and he's also the host there. That's why. And Ashley Mansfield's uh, Star Furies had live stream panels before at their events. Um, uh, also, as a listener, Meg, I think you're expecting too much from people by assuming they're wearing bottoms. Um, <laughs> I can per I can personally attest to that right now. Um, but I, I think wow. we're all looking forward to. I mean, I, I don't. I, I think when I mentioned that we were going to do this to Lee, uh, we said, uh, "Well, it'll be half an hour." We're now into an hour in, uh, so we'll, we'll ask one more, and then we'll kind of like move on and do a couple more maybe Q, uh, questions at the end. If you've got any last-minute questions, guys, do get them in. But certainly, if we look to the the, the future of cons, uh, certainly the the kind of the immediate future, while we are still living in the shadow of COVID, um, what can you feel conventions can do, and what we can expect them to look like? Um, as we move forward for the rest of 2020, beginning of 2021, in terms of social distancing, in terms of what you can actually do at a show to make an audience safe. Um, what do you feel a convention is going to look like? Um, Lee, any kind of ideas at all? It's going to be... I think it'll be more difficult for Jamie because obviously he's going to be having to approach this um, a lot sooner than we are. Yeah, I think by the time we have to look at stuff, um, we'll, we we will have it a lot easier because you know procedures and stuff will be already established. Um, so yeah, I I feel, I feel for Jamie in that sense that it's it's going to be you know a lot more difficult for him. Um, but because we have our um, events and already very well established venue then a lot of procedure is already set out for us so yeah. the team the team at Naughty Marina uh, I, I have got to say that they are absolutely fantastic every single year they me and Tony will go in we'll, we'll do what we've got to do and we'll just stand there going wow they're great you know everything's in place every procedure we've been told about for the event you know our very first event, we had huge problems with queuing, and I know, like, um, it's well documented that people have talked about our, our like, en entrance at the very first event. But 
ever since we moved to the arena, it's never been a problem. We've never had, you know, people queuing outside for longer than 15 minutes. Um, and when you've got, you know, sometimes eight, 10,000 people sort of like stood outside waiting to come in and then bang, the doors are open and everyone's, everyone's in. Every, everyone's all under one roof. It's fantastic. And, and Jamie knows about that now moving to Telford. It's everything, everything's under one roof and bang, everyone's in. You, you, you've not got all this trailing around and, and stuff outside like we had at a very first venue. So, um, but as, as for the COVID thing, um, we'll see. I mean, we had the, we had the stuff after the Manchester bombings where the arena put procedure in place uh, outside. They had bag check. They had a whole, whole, sort of like um shelter set up and um, so when people were coming in bang it was there they had bag searches and uh, metal detectors as they were going in and you know it didn't even slow them down they were still in in 15 20 minutes and the job job was good and so i think i think a lot of stuff will be set out a lot of stuff will be told to us that's going to happen and, and we'll follow it at the end of the day our attendees are, you know, the first and the first and last thing that we think about. So, sure, their safety will come first. So, whatever needs to happen, will happen. Okay, uh, Jane, I think uh, it's obviously uh, looking at an event that is still scheduled for twenty twenty. What do you feel can be done to make attendees safe uh, for uh, Telford? Again, as we said earlier, it's one of those things we don't truly know where this is going to take us. We don't know how long this is going to last. We don't know when it's when it's going to end. Really, they, they could announce next week. Oh, we've got a vaccine. It's it's one of those things. Um, and again, I phrase it: we have to be so reactive right now to everything going on. Um, I'm just conscious obviously that i don't want to say too much um but yes we have the event this contract for august we've got a contingency plan in either way there's discussing options obviously because we usually do two shows a year obviously so there's potential dates we discuss for later in the years there's dates obviously we have in mind for next year there is a lot to consider and a lot to go through but as lee said these venues are professionals at what they do and the safety is always going to be paramount, whether it's, you know, shortly after or even, you know, a great time after. I think there will be a difference when it eventually does dissipate. I think people will still, you know, act differently, if you will, for quite some time in the public domain and stuff like that. Um, but the bottom line is we don't know. Nobody knows. Um, if you just said at the start of the year that people would be going around regularly wearing masks and, and gloves and stuff in the outside world and that we wouldn't be able to go out and I'd have a huge mullet and a top knot during the yeah. summer, you'd have been like, what on earth are you, you know, what are you on about? So it, it's a real difficult time. It really, really is. Um, and it's, it's real difficult in terms of the decision making because you're also very reliant on everything you have in place contractually and that is quite a tier system that you have to uphold um but yeah, yeah. We, again we can I, we can I, react and we can update people accordingly through sure i mean i'm really i'm really curious to see how that's only what because uh, obviously you're going to be working with the venues to uh, uh to operate uh, the the show the, the the best way that you can and 
I, I mean, I can only imagine the, uh, uh, some form of shielding or some way of, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine how you do a one in one out of the, the building. So you would have the space to do social distancing, but these are things that may have to go into place and we'll just have to keep really positive about how we can move forward and have the, the venues, uh, work with you to make these shows the best they can. Um, Grant Perkins, it's great to watch the three of you looking so happy and healthy during all of this. Grant, for yourself, you've had uh, a lockdown and a half. Um, all the best to you, sir. Both Jane, uh, Lee, Lee and Jane put on fantastic shows and treated Eva and I wonderfully. However things move forward, we will support you the best we can. Um, no. Yeah. And you've also got a question here, and I think this is to do with the, the live streams. So this one's more for yourself, Jamie. Uh, this is from uh, Mockney on uh, Periscope. Is it a lot to do technically-wise? We were talking about this um, earlier on today because it's kind of like a team of three uh, that kind of uh, behind the scenes putting the streams together. Yeah, generally it's about you know, three, four, five people yeah. at most any time for the technical side. And then for the last one we just did, we incorporated the one-to-one -one calls. So we had a number of our volunteers sort of taking part in moderating them. So if you want to look at the core of it, yeah, there's about three or four people uh, of sort of my most trusted people, but also they had a lot of the equipment already. So like I say, one gentleman had a server uh, set up. That's what he works with in and out from, from his home anyway. Um, and then we had another doing the sort of visuals that you see on the screen. Uh, another would moderate the sound levels and then another would just moderate the chat. And that was it really. So yeah. I'm aware that other shows doing it had somewhere between 20 and 30 people like that. We had, I think four, maybe five, including myself, if I kind of dipped in and introduce the guests to the hosts and stuff, obviously the two hosts as well. So, but technically wise, it was very minimal that we, we had. Um, it was stressful, believe me, it was stressful. Um, the anxiety levels were probably higher when I was sat at home in my sweatpants and slippers than in the reception of the arena, you know, with 20,000 people outside kind of thing, which is amazing wow. for me. So, but that's the power of mental health, I'm afraid. Um, so yeah, it was, Technically-wise, though, uh, it's easy when you know how, isn't it, really? Um, Fair I'm, enough. I'm just very lucky to have people that do know how. So, yeah. Let's go for some quick-fire questions just to wrap things up. Let's, so, Lister Smeg, uh, do you find that when reaching out to get talent for shows that comic creators or actors are easier to work with? Uh, please, uh, lol, feel free to name names. Um, <laughs> guys? <laughs> do you mean as in between... Comic between comic, the comic talent or, or the acting talent. Okay, moving swiftly on. <laughs> I think it's just down. I think it's down. No, it's down to the individual. You know, I've got great friends from both sides. You know, I've had bad experiences on both sides. I'm sure everyone has had that. Um, yeah. I, I don't want to be Mr. Diplomat about it, but yeah, I can't say other than what I've experienced. I have great friends on both sides. Grant in here, you know. Is, is someone yeah, that you know, we've worked with for years. Um, yeah. JP, we spoke about, I love JP, Gary Erskine, you know, the, the artist side of it is something that I want to cultivate and develop. So let us know. But yeah, yeah no, it, it's, it's down to your experience again as an individual, isn't it, really? But I think you'll always, whenever there's people involved, you'll always get negatives on, on both sides of it. But Fair enough. I mean, um, you, <laughs> oh, go on. 
Jamie. Um, I, I, I've actually been really, really lucky in the seven years that we've done MCON that we've literally had like less than a handful of guests that have, I wouldn't say have been bad guests, maybe difficult, um, but <laughs> we've, we've, we've been really lucky. I, I, won't, I won't name names, um, but they've never been comic artists. I will say, uh, I will say comic artists have always been, uh, always been wonderful, but um, I think, yeah, like Jamie said, it, it, it really does depend on who and the, you know, the relationship you've got, not just with them, but with their agents as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, can, I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, Andrew English, um, we'll leave the first half of that comment uh, because that's obviously his thoughts on what uh, to do with Wales Comic Con, but also wondering what the pandemic will mean for celebrity photo shoots. That's a big question. It's a good question. It's a big question. Um, thoughts between yourself, not necessarily about what plans you have in place, but what you feel you would like to see happen with uh, photo shoots. Is it... A lot of this, Jamie's already talked about, to be honest. Yeah. It's a reactive thing. And like I, I, I know in Nottingham, I was reading an article the other day and in the whole of Nottinghamshire, you know, you're talking well over a million people. There was like 23 new cases and all 23 new cases were in nursing homes. So... Do I, do I think it's going to be a problem for us next year? I'm not so sure. In the short term, it probably would be. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, uh, maybe Jamie's got a different thought on that. Yeah, it's, it's, again, it's all down to what is happening at that time and, and the reactiveness of how we approach it in reality. If, if the event was to go ahead like that, um, you can only do what you're allowed to do in terms of government guidance and things like that you know i've seen places i think i saw one and they had like a perspex sheet which was crazy um and then i've seen ones already before this even happened i think it was an avril Levine concert and someone paid for a photo with her and you know they're like 10 feet away from her and it's crazy well you know it's not an experience and it's sad in a way because photo ops are such a huge part of our show they really are it's a huge part of it and everyone you know loves to loves to participate in them um i've had some great ops myself over the years when i when i get a chance to to head over there so yeah it, it's all going to be dependent on what is what the situation is at the time and that's for any events going forward um in whatever month may be i think there was a couple um at the start of the year and uh, I think one in Liverpool, they couldn't, you know, have an arm around a guest or something like that. I think it was more kind of you had to sort of stay within your own vicinity, which yeah. again, even that took away from it, which is disappointing for people. But it's it's the way that it's obviously started, and again, we're having to to do what we're essentially what we're being told um, that we Fair cannot enough. cannot do. So, yeah. Fair enough, guys. I think we'll let you get off. I mean, although Lee, you look like you're about to say something there, sir. I was just going to say as well, what people have got to realize is at the end of the day, you know, um, when you've got a full capacity venue and the government are telling you to, you know, you've got to be within two meters away from each other and, and stuff like that, it makes running an event incredibly difficult to do. It's not just for us, it's the whole entertainment industry, you know, cinemas, restaurants, everything. It's we're it's all the same for all of us and when you when you've got a venue telling you that at the end of the day 
we can't have this many people. And if, if, if somebody's trying to say, well, you, you can only do one in, one out, well, the a actual reality of it is the event probably won't happen then because there's no way you're going to get 10,000 people through a, a, you know, through a venue to get to everything they want to do and do and see everything they want to see in a day. Because yeah. then, then you're turning the, the length of time that they've got to be in there into a week. And there's no way we can run the event for a week although we'd probably love to, you know, and that's just the reality of it. So as Jamie said uh, a few times today, it's a reaction thing and that's yeah. just the reality of it and that's how it's going to be. So I suppose it's just a case of waiting. Yeah, there was Jamie there going, um, running a, an event for a week. Maybe not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he loves um, it. <laughs> we'll let you. We'll let you guys get off, and we'll uh, say thank you very much indeed to the pair of you for coming on. This was incredibly last minute. It was kind of prompted from uh, a kind of throwaway comment from uh, Jamie when we were speaking on the phone earlier. Could we, let's have some uh, organisers on to really kind of um, uh, talk it through and look can at I just, what we could be uh, saying. Sorry, dude. Can I? Yeah, yeah, in? There's a comment in the chat. Um, Ashley Mansell saying, "What is the best way fans can support events during That's, the time? You see. Yes, this is what I was going to say. I'm taking your thunder away without having the lightning outside, you know? Man. Okay, what I was about to say was, thank you oh, very you much go into it. for coming you go on. Into it. And you then I was going to say, what is the you best way fans it. can support events in this unknown I can unknown sit here time. all night and do this. Come on. <laughs> you know, I'm over that wave of anxiety. I'm good to go. Let's go. <laughs> I've only got one bit left. And I've got other... Stuff to do myself, man. I've got a um, couple of posts to put up on the website. As hey, have we all, my dear. Ain't we, but, don't um, we do. So, best way people can uh, support um, uh, events uh, right now? What do you think? <laughs> I'll chip in. You want me to go? go, no, we'll, go, go with Lee. we'll go with Lee first. Go for it, Lee. You you go. Go. Uh, well, well, for us, I mean, it's just, you know, following our posts, uh, chipping in when we, when we make posts. You know, sharing, liking the stuff that we put up. Um, I could, I could sit here and say, keep on buying tickets. The events next year, everything will be great. I'm not going to say that because we don't know. Um, but it is what it is. So yeah, I mean, what can you say to that? It's like we're both of us. Both, both. I know, I know. We we've, we've talked about fans in the past, Jamie. Both of us have got fantastic supporters of both of our events. And we're, you know, we're so grateful for that. Um, so for, for, for me and MCON, I would just say, you know, thank you for the support that we already get. And, you know, if you can keep on doing what, you know, people are doing, then I appreciate it even more. Fair enough. Uh, Jamie, anything you can add? Anything that people can do to support? I mean, I'm guessing <laughs> don't, don't cancel your tickets. Yeah, it's it's coming back to what I said earlier. You know, there was that thing we alluded to, and it was a huge thing online. But it's about being kind. Just be kind to each other. Be kind to everyone that you interact with, because this is a terrible time for us all. You know, whether it's an organizer, a guest, you know, attendee, camera crew, you know, the person running the ice cream parlor on the road. It's a, it's an unprecedented time right now, and we're all dealing with it in different ways, but. Be kind to everyone else. Support each other. Um, you know, emotionally, mentally, things like that. There's a lot going on, and just have faith because these people, not just ourselves in this room here, these these show organisers have been doing this for a long time. 
there's a great number of people doing this for a long time it's a different way of working right now and we're all trying to traverse that in the best possible way that we can do and the bottom line is you want the best experience for the fans will you please everyone no you won't sadly because that's that is generally the way human nature goes but the bottom line is you want everyone to have a good experience so have faith in in the organizers to do what they can do because as organizers it's it's your health and safety that is paramount with all these things and just have faith in in us that we'll make the correct decisions for that um is it the best decisions of us financially as businesses probably not i think everyone's found it truly difficult right now truly difficult if anyone says otherwise then then i would question it but <laughs> just like i say just have faith in people that have been doing this and 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 just try and stay positive about it all really and show support and and just pay attention to you know official social medias where we will put things right. out as and when needed yep so rather, rather than rumor and speculation i think it is speculation uh, does the most damage it really yeah. does i know jamie just alluded to to, to something just then but it really does always yeah. wait for official channels because at the end of the day people love going to events and we talked about the passion and you know the, the love of the events and that that's a big part of it if if if, if people are listening to gossip and spreading the gossip and trying to deliberately damage events then what would they prefer? No events? I don't think so. So the, the, one of the best ways to support is to, you know, when they see that, question it. Yeah. Back on them. Because I, the, the chances are what they're, what they're saying isn't true and wait for the official channel. So, well, then in that case, to wrap things up, to uh, say thank you very much indeed to you guys. If you can tell us where the uh, official channels are we'll start with you jamie where is the best place to go to find out more about wales comic-con oh uh on twitter and instagram i believe it's at wales comic-con and then on facebook it's wales comic-con official official wales comic-con I've, I've completely forgotten it out of my head so there you go um <laughs> but yeah yeah and the one last co uh, comment uh, for yourself seems we do have you uh, full screen let me just Yay. see if i can where is it? Where can, where can I find it? it where is it? Um, is that a full-sized Captain America shield behind Jamie or is just the wall very far away? It's a father joke. Nope. joke. Yep. <laughs> it's real small. There it. you go. It's real small. Excellent. And for yourself, Lee, best place uh, for people to find out uh, about MCON and uh, what's happening next year? Ours, ours is really simple. Uh, just just search uh, East Midlands Convention on uh, Facebook and you'll find it straight away. Or if you go to Google, just type in EM-CON and it'll take you straight to our page. Excellent stuff indeed. Guys, thank you very much indeed for coming on. Enjoy the rest of your evening and all the very best for your events moving forward. Um, we'll support the best we can as always. And as always, we'll do our best to spread um, the, the, the word of, uh, of both events uh, official when the, those uh, headlines come out. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Oh, we, does, he need, does, he, does he need to go to the <laughs> toilet? Yeah, yeah, I probably do after these drinks. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to say a big shout out to Eddie, who's part of my team, because he's worked tirelessly the last couple of weeks changing over servers and everything and he's been doing this while he's been working as well so i just wanted to say a big shout out and a big thank you 
to Eddie, who's part of the IT team. In fact, he runs the IT team, but there you go. There you go. Excellent stuff indeed. Guys, thank you very much indeed for coming on. Really appreciate it. Uh, take care and enjoy uh, the uh, your events when they happen. Thank you so much. Okay, take care, guys, and uh, stay safe, yeah? And you. Absolutely. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much indeed for coming on. So there you go. That was um, a meeting of minds. Uh, Jamie and Lee, thank you very much indeed for coming on and uh, talking to us about those shows. Uh, do follow them on their social medias for all the live um, information, especially James, because uh, Jamie's, because at the end of the day, it is scheduled to happen relatively soon in the next couple of months. Fingers crossed, Wales Comic Con goes ahead and um, it evolves into a, an event which will be uh, enjoyed by many. Right, a uh, couple of things I want to quickly get into uh, before we do wrap things up today, because uh, we have run a little bit over, but um, I do want to get into these. Number one, first things first, is of course the uh, the interesting um, but kind of expected update uh, that we all um, heard about this week when it came to... Um, if I can find it, good grief, what happened to that? Oh, there it is. Uh, this was, of course, the announcement from Repop uh, regarding um, the uh, the cancellation, of, or the postponing of uh, uh, the Star Wars Celebration event. Due to the impact of COVID-19, we've made the decision to cancel Star Wars Celebration 2020. And they uh, put an announcement out as well for all the uh, Star Wars Celebration, the health and safety of our fans, attendees and exhibitors, guests and staff is always our first and number one priority. Just to the global impact of the COVID-19 virus and speaking with local and state authorities on the latest public health guidelines related to indoor conventions, we have made the decision to cancel Star Wars Celebration for 2020. While this news is disappointing, we're happy to announce Star Wars Celebration will return to the Anaheim Convention Center August 18th to the 21st, 2022. In other words, they are postponing this year and basically just moving on to the next event. It's uh, interesting, of course, to note that uh, what they are doing with that is uh, effectively uh, making that arrangement with the Anaheim Convention Center. Instead of moving to another venue, they do often change from location to location. Uh, Chicago, uh, other uh, and London, other international events. Uh, they do change location for the next Star Wars celebration. They're staying in Anaheim. They're keeping um, that show in that town to make sure that uh, the uh, California audience gets that Star Wars fix, but they are going to have to wait some time for it. Uh, so, um, yeah, Star Wars celebration. Um, it was to be expected. To be fair, it, the, the timing was just a little bit... Uh, uh, too close to what we are currently all going through. Uh, there was also a number of events, as we've discussed already on the show in previous weeks, that were going to be taking place at the Anaheim Convention Center, including a couple of very large uh, gaming conventions one month after Star Wars Celebration. So for those events to take that decision and Star Wars to not, it was kind of uh, it was uh, conspicuous by its uh, decision. This is the decision that's been, now been made. Um, I think it's going to be, I mean, people I think would have liked to have seen perhaps the event postponed to next year, but that would be something um, which people have to recognize. While the event is administrated by Reed Pop, the whole thing is done on behalf of Lucasfilm and Star Wars. In other words, if they made the decision uh, that Lucasfilm and Star Wars was to actually cancel the 2020 event and just uh, transfer straight over to the 2022 event that's entirely down to them it's not down to repop at all so um it's kind of disappointing 
but it was a I, for my mind uh, a responsible decision for them to do that particular um, decision. So that was one of the big headlines of this week, and I think the other big headline, um, of course, um, we actually finally started to get some announcements regarding. Um, Comic-Con at home. The virtual panels are starting to roll out. We've got ourselves um, this screenshot from the San Diego Comic-Con unofficial blog. Um, these are uh, panels that have been announced by the organizers, and it kind of gives a little bit of a taste of what we can expect from the content of uh, San Diego Comic-Con at home this year. The Dragon Prince with the creators Aaron Heras and Justin Richmond, as well as voice cast, uh, cast Jack Desner, Paula Burroughs, Sasha Rohan, uh, Eric Todd Dellums, Jason Simpson, Jesse Inakala, and Rachel, uh, Raquel Belmonte. Uh, Emily the Strange with creator Bob Rieger and illustrator Dewez Parker. The Goldbergs with cast members uh, Wendy McLeadon Covey, Sean Glambrone, uh, Joy Gentile, Joy George Segal, Hayley Orianta, and Sam Lerner. And you've also got Motherland and Stumptown as well. All of them uh, have confirmed that they are going to be having panels as part of the virtual. Uh, event uh, Comic-Con at home. As it happens over the last 24 hours, there's also been um, the invitation for press access to be taking part uh, for San Diego Comic-Con at home, which we've been really confused about how that's actually going to work and what kind of uh, element that actually provides as a press access for a virtual convention. This is really taking a different level of to uh, what we've seen with other events uh, in the last couple of months. San Diego Comic-Con are clearly going to be doing something different with their event, and um, we'll be looking forward to seeing the official announcement of what that will look like uh, down the line. Um, and I think the last thing that I can uh, very quickly talk about, if I can just pull up the page, uh, is about the, the reason why you won't be seeing DC Comics at uh, that particular event uh, of... Uh, um, Comic-Con at home, because they're hosting their own. It is indeed DC Fandom, which was plastered all over social media yesterday, taking place on the 22nd of August, and it's going to be, quite frankly, immense. Uh, the, the kind of stuff and the amount of stuff that they got planned for this looks huge. Um, it's going to be based around a central hub, uh, splintering off into um, five um, subsections of the actual uh, event, which includes Watchverse, Uverse, Kidsverse, Insiderverse, and Funverse, uh, all of them taking on the various aspects of uh, DC output, live action, animation, uh, comics, uh, gaming, uh, the, the, the like, uh, kids interaction, uh, kids interactive. It's, it's a lot of stuff that they're going to be planting uh, online. It's going to be interesting to see how they're going to do it. Uh, personally, I get the, I mean, Into the Blue Mister uh, says it's very Crystal Maisy. Isn't it just? I get the feeling we're going to be seeing a lot of URLs. We're going to be seeing a mini site. Uh, we're going to be seeing a lot of <laughs> links and uh, sending off in different directions. Loads of people already uh, announced that they will be taking part in this. Zack Snyder has already said he will be doing something at this particular event. So you're going to be seeing live panels, possibly some photos, which he's going to be bringing on. But he's really embraced the whole uh, virtual uh, presentation of what uh, to expect from Zack Snyder's Justice League moving forward. Um, you're going to be seeing stuff relating to uh, Stargirl, uh, Black uh, Bolt. Black Bolt? Yeah. Uh, you've also got um, 
uh, Titans. You've got all the various elements which uh, people are expecting and wanting to find out more, including Wonder Woman 84, uh, which has been put back again. Um, it's all about um, how it's going to be in terms of ease of use for me when it comes to Comic-Con at home, when it comes to DC fandom. If it's not an enjoyable experience, then it's going to be two-page click and you're going to pretty much uh, abandon pretty much uh, from the word go. It's got to be done uh, at a decent rate. Um, no, well, Black Lightning's one, but there's the other one as well. Um, oh, what is it? The Rocks thing. Shazam, buddy. That's going to bug me. Uh, anyway, you're going to tell me. You know, you, you are, of course, you're going to tell me who it is. Uh, but Black Lightning is, is the other element that's uh, going to be on screen. But anyway, how it's going to be done in terms of an actual user interface and how it's going to be. Black Adam, thank you very much indeed. Black Bolt is Marvel. Of course it is. I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> um, it's a case of the, the, the user interaction. I, I really wouldn't mind seeing one day an actual full-blown VR virtual Comic-Con where you kind of have some way of interacting and seeing it in a new and exciting way rather than just a bunch of YouTube links, which I get this sneaking suspicion a couple of virtual conventions are going to just do. Um, I'm hoping for something new and innovative. We'll see what DC Vandom do in August 22nd of the month is when that happens. Okay, and that, I think, is pretty much the, the news when it comes to conventions. Um, we'll, of course, keep you up to date with all the updates of con uh, cancellations, postponements, any events that are still going ahead. We'll put those up on uh, the, uh, the conventioncollective.com. Do find out more if you head there. Um, and I think that's pretty much me, apart from something that we have been trying to do at the end of these shows, which is showcasing the best in uh, artist talent, and also uh, the uh, Kickstarters that are uh, doing the rounds where creatives are finding new ways of connecting with their audience in this uh, difficult time of pandemic. I think the, uh, this has just been uh, the one that's got my attention uh, this particular time around because not only am I a massive fan of uh, the, the people involved uh, in it, but it also looks like a really cool project. It's called Like Father, Like Daughter. It's a six-issue um, book. It's already exceeded its uh, ta um, target already um, by, by uh, at least a thousand, uh, no, about a couple of hundred dollars at least. Um, and it is just really, really cool. Um, it's just um, a, a great collection of uh, talent as well. If you've been online and you follow uh, comics criticism online, um, uh, Comic Uno is someone who knows her stuff, and she really is very passionate about not only um, established big titles, but also um, independent uh, content as well. She's a, a, a really uh, cool um, uh, critique of comics, and here she's putting her heart on the sleeve and making something for herself. Um, she's going to be doing it under the title of uh, Comic Uno. This is uh, Kat Kalamina team, uh, teaming up with Wayne A. Brown for this project. And uh, pulling together some really cool uh, people as well to uh, to uh, get uh, behind her. Uh, so Wayne A. Brown is going to be the artist, uh, and you've also got uh, the colorist Lisa Moore as well. And uh, Matt Bowers is going to be the the letterer. Um, it's a really cool uh, looking title: uh, a father with superpowers leaving his wife and daughter to become invulnerable, the world's only superhero. Ten years later, his daughter discovers that she has inherited the very superheroes 
superpowers that uh, made her farmer, father leave her, her family. Um, like I say, it's, it looks great. Uh, I trust the people behind it. Um, and quite frankly, I think it's also really um, affordable as well. We're talking, oh, let me just uh, get rid of that. Um, $10 to start uh, with uh, the, just support the project. Uh, you've got um, $1 or more for an indie comic book bun uh, bundle with eight digital comics uh, up for grabs for that $1. Uh, $5, you actually get the digital copy of uh, um, issue six to go with the, uh, the bundle. And then from uh, $10, it's a case of a physical copy of uh, issue number six. This is just a really affordable way of supporting new talent. And I, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, do check it out if you go to uh, kickstarter.com slash projects slash comic uno slash like father, like daughter, one to six. I personally think it's something to keep an eye on. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm a big supporter of it. Do check out that project. It is live now. We've got eight days to go on it. If you can, throw some uh, money into the, uh, the pot and really support new talent in that regard. And that's me. Thank you very much indeed for uh, joining us today. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Hope you enjoyed uh, hearing from Jamie. Jamie and uh, for, I'm going to have to work out the best way to say his name. It's, it's Jamie, Jame. I think it's Jame. I keep saying Jame, but there we go. Um, and also, uh, thank you very much indeed to Lee for uh, taking part as well. It's been uh, a pleasure hearing from their perspective what we could uh, be expecting from the future of conventions. But that was uh, very interesting indeed. Um, our final thing is just what's going to be uh, taking place uh, when it comes to upcoming episodes. Considering we've got ourselves some great guests and uh, great shows coming up, uh, three more for the rest uh, of the uh, the month. We have ourselves our special event, which is going to be taking place this Sunday. It's our split direction, split uh, streaming event. It's our combination of uh, uh, myself, an Englishman in San Diego, and also... The Con Guy. Uh, it's a, a great YouTube channel uh, talking about mostly North American conventions. They've obviously been on hiatus at the moment because there isn't a great deal of news to talk about when it comes to uh, comic conventions. But they've been doing very much a lot of uh, pop culture uh, reviews, comic reviews on their website. To, they've been talking very knowledgeable as, uh, when it comes to the North American scene. It's going to be great to have um, them coming on the show and uh, talking to us. It's a special event because it's going to be going out on both of our channels. Uh, so uh, it's a bit of a, uh, a versus, uh, if you like, a little bit of a, uh, a meeting of minds. So that's an Englishman in San Diego meets the con guy. That's this Sunday. <sighs> Next Wednesday, 24th of June. It says the words right there. Bill Sienkiewicz will be joining us. Yes, he didn't. He was a no-show before, but he has said that he's all sorted now. He's ready to come on the show. He's looking forward to it. Um, I know that one or two people have been saying, when Bill Sienkiewicz is on screen, then they'll believe that he's going to be joining us. But you know what? I have faith. Bill Sienkiewicz on the Wednesday, 24th of June, I think it's going to be a cool show. And then to wrap things up at the month, Sunday the 28th, it's The Return. Russ Burlingame from comicbook.com and Mike Avelia from Sci-Fi Wire. Um, again, uh, we are talking two people who we could have talked for hours the last time we were on. And it was definitely a case of this year has been, you blink twice and several news headlines happens in its wake, world-changing events um, happen in a blink of an eye. Um, the world has changed since the last time we had them on. Um, we've got the announcement about DC. 
We've got um, the various events that are taking place in America and how that's affecting popular, popular culture. More delays when it comes to um, Warner Brothers content and other um, events as well. These are two guys that know their stuff, and I just sit back and let them get on with it. Russ Berlingame and Mike Avelia, it's the return, and we're going to be having them on Sunday, the 28th of June. 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. GMT, Wednesdays and Sundays. Thank you very much indeed for joining us this evening. hope you uh, stay slightly dry, considering that here in the UK, the storms have arrived. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've definitely got to go now because I've got to get the washing in. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your week. Um, stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear your mask where you can. And we'll see you on Sunday, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. GMT. The Englishman in San Diego meets the con guy this Sunday. Take care.